to the $100 MBA show, your 10-minute business school every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. If you're just getting started and you want to make sure that the business or product that you're offering is something that people want, they actually want to buy, then you got to check out our Five Steps to Idea Validation course. This is a seven-part video course with a workbook, and it's totally free. To enroll, just go to 100mba.net. In today's episode, you will learn how I prepare for a public speech. I've been officially working on my public speaking for the last six years, and that doesn't count all the years that I had to get over my stage fright and speaking in public when I was a teacher and a teacher trainer and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not even counting that. I'm talking about actually formally preparing myself and getting trained to speak on stage for conferences, for keynotes, things like that. And I learned a whole lot along the way, not only through the training and the coaching I got, but also just through experiences by bombing, really, by bombing on stage. Yes, you can bomb on stage as a public speaker at a conference. And that was kind of motivation for me to get much better. So I want to share with you all the insights I learned. And I have to say, 95% of my success on stage comes down to my preparation. So I want to show you my game plan, how I prepare. So when it's time to step on the stage, when it's time for the conference, I'm so confident, I'm ready to go, I can't help but deliver a great performance. Yes, I call it a performance because, hey, you want people to enjoy the actual time you're on stage. They want to learn, of course, but you want to make sure that they're wowed and that they love it. So I'm going to go through all the strategies I go through to prepare for a public speech, whether you're going to use these strategies at presenting at work or a conference or even just a one-on-one sales pitch. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is supported by the Running Remote Conference. When we started our business, we chose to make our team a remote team. We wanted access to the best talent around the world. So if you're thinking about building a team without borders, without walls, then you need to attend the Running Remote Conference. You're going to hear from experts from big companies that run their teams remotely. And I'll be there to speak about how to motivate your remote team beyond compensation. Head on over to runningremote.com to buy a ticket today. It's going to be in beautiful Bali, and you can save 15% off by using my coupon code 100MBA15. All right, step one. My first step when I prepare for a public speech is my mindset. And this is something I have to renew every single time I prepare for my next speech. I'm doing this now, actually, because I'm preparing for a talk I'm giving at Running Remote, a conference that I'll be speaking at that I've mentioned. So step one for me is mindset. I got to get my mind right. And my advice is the more you see your public speech as a performance, the better. This took me a while to get over. Why? Because I spent 13 years teaching. And for me, it was just like information is king. You got to make sure they know the information. You got to give them everything you got. And I thought more is better. And that is not true. Think of the best public speeches you've seen, whether it's a TED Talk on YouTube, whether it's at the last conference you went to, whether it's just somebody you admire at work. It wasn't a lecture. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was enjoyable just to watch. A great public speaker is great to watch, regardless if you're into the topic or not. I should preface this episode with the fact that a lot of what I've learned about mindset when it comes to public speaking 
as well as the skills I have gained through coaching and through courses, have come from Michael and Amy Poor at Heroic Public Speaking. Got to give them a shout out. They've taught me so much. But by having the right mindset, you go in saying, I got to wow this crowd. I got to make sure that they enjoy this performance, this actual time on stage. Yes, I want them to learn. I want them to remember my speech, but I want them to have an impactful experience. I want to impact them. And when you're just trying to cram down numbers and information, it's often hard to impact them. It's better for you to focus on one or two pieces of information and really drive it home through your performance. Now, I want to be clear, you don't have to do any kind of dancing or magic tricks. That's optional. If you want to do that, go ahead. But the point here is, is that you just see it as a way to delight the audience. You're putting the audience first. Now, once we got that out of the way, I need some information about my slot, my session, so I can start preparing. I need to know how long I have. How many minutes do I have on stage? Is it 20 minutes? Is it 60 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? What is it? Is that including Q&A time or are we going to have Q&A afterwards? I need to know how many hard minutes I have before Q&A. Why? Because my first step after knowing this information is going to be writing a script. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I need to know how much time I have. That's number one. Number two, I need to know a little bit about the space I'm going to be in. What's the stage like? Is this a small room, a big room? Am I elevated on a stage or am I on ground level like a workshop style? Will there be access to audio visual? Like, can I use a PowerPoint? Will I like to use a PowerPoint? Will there be audio if I'm showing a video or something like that or using music? All this information is important to know beforehand because you want to prepare for everything. You want to make sure that you don't incorporate music or slides if you don't have that option. Imagine showing up to the venue and be like, oh man, I'm relying on my PowerPoint slides to supplement my actual speech. There's no PowerPoint. There's no screen. You're stuck. You're in a jam, right? So you need to make sure you know what you have. I know this sounds a little bit particular, but it could help if they can send you some pictures of the venue. If you're in a hotel, this is going to be super simple. The hotel must have pictures of the actual conference venue. And you can probably find it on your own if you did a Google search. But if you can't and you reach out to the organizers of the conference or the actual event, you could say, hey, I'd love some pictures of the stage or the room that I'm going to be in just so I can get comfortable and prepare properly. It's really important to actually visualize yourself on stage before you get on stage. And in fact, if you get to the event early, I would actually go early in the morning or late at night into the venue, get on stage, get comfortable and see what it looks like looking at the crowd, looking at those chairs from that vantage, from that vantage point. You want to understand how it's going to feel before you get on there. Why? Because if it's the first time you're on that stage and you're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize this is what it feels like. You're going to take some time to adjust. It's going to take you a while to get into the groove. You want to hit the, you know, the ground running as soon as you get on stage and really deliver a great performance. So these are some kind of housekeeping things I like to kind of iron out before I get started. So once I know all that information, I know what I'm dealing with, I can start writing a script. And yes, I write a complete script of the full amount of time that I'm on the actual stage. So if I'm on stage for 20 minutes, the script goes for 20 minutes. And after it's all written out and edited, I, you know, rehearse it and make sure it's 20 minutes. You know, I time myself several times, like over a dozen times. Why do I script it? Because you want to make sure you're delivering the right way. You know your content, you know your stuff very well, you're the expert, but do you know how to deliver it properly? And the delivery is often a lot more important than the actual information, because if the delivery is flat, then no one's going to receive the information. 
So I actually write it like I'm writing a blog post, but I highlight certain areas. I highlight any kind of you know quips or you know jokes I make. I actually write down in the script when I transition from one slide to another, so I know when to click that button. So when I'm rehearsing, it's there, and I can have that muscle memory built, you know, beforehand before I get on stage. And by writing it all out, I get to kind of weed out what's unnecessary, edited it, really cut out the fat. If you look at any onstage performance, the best TED Talks, you better believe it's scripted. Every word that came out of their mouth, they wrote it down. If you look at any stand-up comedian, his or her set is going to be 100% scripted. They don't just say these jokes off the top of their head. They write down these jokes and they build the whole set months in advance, sometimes years. So if you want to be a top performer on stage, then you got a script. It's actually a really good relief. Why? Because it kind of gives you boundaries. It's like, this is what I got to say. All I got to do is just rehearse this over and over, memorize a script, memorize when I transition from one slide to another, if I'm using slides. And yes, there's people that give public speeches with no slides. And that's it. I'm good to go. You're going to feel so confident because you know what to say. You're not winging it. So scripting is my number one preparation tip. You have to script. Once I script, I like to edit, clean out the fat like I talked about. And then I like to just do a table read, which means I'm just sitting down and I'm reading the words aloud. I'm actually trying to say them as I would say on stage. I'm not moving around yet. I'm not actual on my feet. I'm just doing a table read because sometimes when you read things out loud, you're like, "Mm, this doesn't sound natural or I wouldn't say this. Let me reword this in a way that feels better to me or in a way I can remember. Once I do my table read and it's kind of clean and edited, you know, by this time I probably have, you know, seven or eight versions. I'm on my eighth version of the script. That's totally okay. At this point, I get on my feet and I actually deliver the speech with my script, with my laptop open as if I was on stage. I don't have my script fully memorized yet. That's why I have my laptop open, just going to glance over and know where I'm at. And I go through the whole speech as if I was on stage. I'll move furniture around in my living room and kind of have an estimate of how big the stage is and try to estimate if I can do the same in my own space at home. I get a feeling of, you know, how far up I'm on stage, how far behind. And I start doing what's called blocking. Blocking is knowing where you're going to go during your speech. Where are you on stage? You shouldn't be just, you know, pacing back and forth like a caged lion. That's extremely distracting. You should know exactly what your movements are on stage according to your script. So one of the great techniques that I use that I learned from Michael Port is having a place to go for every point I'm making. So say, for example, in my speech, I'm making three points. So I have a spot that I'm going to go to every time I speak about that point, a spot on stage. And that's kind of like the way I can remember where to go. You got to have some sort of direction. You got to tell yourself where to go or you're just going to be pacing up and down. And there's nothing wrong with standing where you are, just like in TED where they stand on the red dot. Just stand where you are for a moment and talk to the crowd and deliver your speech. Look at them in the eye. That's another tip. I used to not look at people in the eye. And it's really important to do that because people don't feel the eye contact. They feel like you're disconnected with them. Look them in the eye. Allow some time to let the words settle in. And once you made that point and you deliver that part of the speech, you're going to move and transition to the next point, and that's when you move your body. You see how you're moving along with the speech? So I do this in my rehearsal so I remember where to go. When you get on stage, there's some nerves, of course. It's natural. It's the real thing. People are in front of you, so you got to have a plan of action. So blocking is a great way to do that. So once I've established all that, 
I actually go through my speech. I rehearse it over and over with my laptop, with the script, until I don't have to look at the script anymore. And in fact, after maybe four or five times, I close my laptop lid and see if I can remember the script without looking at my laptop, right? And here, I'm trying to remember the lines, remember the delivery, remember what comes next. Now, this is actually easier to do without presentation slides. People think that, oh, if I have presentation slides, I could just read the slide or I can just be reminded. You shouldn't be looking at your slides. You should be looking at the crowd. If you're reading your slides, you're not prepared. You should know the slide. So it's a lot harder to remember your lines and know when to switch slides without looking at your screen behind you because the screen is usually behind you, which should be always connected to the audience. So what I like to do if I am using slides is just use visuals and maybe a couple words, a headline. So I don't have to worry about anything. I can just click. I know exactly when to click. And again, I put that in the script. So I remember when I'm rehearsing, this is when I switch slides. This is when I click that clicker in my hand. All right. So that's really the bulk of my preparation. I've rehearsed, rehearsed, rehearsed. Now, once I've rehearsed it, I feel good. I like to have somebody in front of me, maybe a few people, a couple of friends, and see how they feel about the speech. Should I do some tweaks? How about my movement on stage? Again, I'm still in my living room here, but it's good to get some feedback. This is not absolutely necessary, but it helps. Now, it's a couple of days before the event. I might be preparing for my travel. I like to save my presentation the script as well as any slides if I'm using slides on Google Drive somewhere in the cloud. It could be Dropbox. So I have it with me all times. I also like to save my slides if I'm using it and my script on my actual phone. Why? Because I like to go through it as I'm traveling, as I'm at the conference. It just allows me to refresh my memory and feel a lot more confident, more and more confident with my material. So as you can see, there's a lot of preparation I've done before I get to this point where I actually get on stage. And it makes me feel a lot more confident. You can't help but feel confident. You know, I know exactly what I'm saying, how I'm going to say it. I know my material very well, how to deliver it. I know where I'm going on stage. I know exactly when to click my presentation slides. I know where to look. I know where to stop. I know when to pause. I know when to emphasize because I've gone through it over and over and over again. It's been planned. It's been prepared. Preparation is awesome. It's the difference between a microwaved meal and a Thanksgiving dinner, right? I got a bit more when it comes to how I prepare for a public speech, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. As an entrepreneur, you're always putting 110% from late nights to weekends. You're willing to work hard to bring your idea to life. No one understands this better than the experts at Indiegogo. What's Indiegogo? Pioneering the crowdfunding platform, Indiegogo has been helping entrepreneurs go from idea to market since 2008, offering exclusive partnerships with top manufacturing, shipping, and retail companies, as well as live 24-7 support and innovative tools. They are with you at every step. Plus, with a global backer network that's millions strong and innovative pre- and post-campaign tools such as pre-launch pages and in-demand, you'll be empowered to launch big and keep the momentum going all the way to market. Ready to turn your product or idea into the next big thing? Whether you're in need of a pre-launch strategy or looking for manufacturing and shipping support, Indiegogo's experts will be there 24-7, ready to guide you at every stage of your entrepreneurial journey. To get started, download Indiegogo's free crowdfunding field guide at www.indiegogo.com slash 100MBA. That's www.indiegogo.com slash 100MBA.
a Trabo Teddy's lesson, as you can see, it takes a lot of preparation. It takes a lot of time and effort to deliver a decent speech. But I got to tell you, ever since I've been doing this, I've been really wowing the crowd. I've been really wowing the organizers. And I've gotten a lot of referrals and people wanting me to speak at other conferences because of my performances, because of how I really know how to deliver a great speech. Now, I got a lot of ways to go. You know, I still have to improve. But one of the things I learned along the way is that when it comes to public speaking, especially at business conferences, things like that, the bar is not really high. It's actually pretty low. People don't put in this kind of effort. So if you put in this kind of effort, you're going to stand head and shoulders above other people. You're going to stand out. People are going to remember your speech. They're going to be talking about your speech. When they fill those feedback forms at the end of the conference, your name is going to be at the top of the list. And that makes a huge difference. Plus, it feels great to know that you've delivered for this audience that have traveled to come to this conference or have really worked hard to buy a ticket. And for you to deliver something great for them, they really appreciate you. They really realize that, hey, you didn't waste my time. And then when they see that you've delivered such a good speech, they can't help but compare you to other people and say, hey, that was great. I don't know about the other stuff, but that was great. And this stuff that you learn when it comes to public speaking permeates in everything else you do, in one-on-one conversations, in sales, in webinars, in the way you can just communicate with other people and your customers. That wraps up today's lesson. If you loved it, let us know in an iTunes rating and review. I read every single review. And by leaving us a review, you enter our weekly random draw we call Free Ride Friday. On Friday, we make an announcement. We do a random draw with everybody who's left us a review on iTunes to win a lifetime membership to one of our programs. This week, or in this month, actually, we're giving away Easy Course, which is our 30-day course on how to build an online course. It's a $500 course over at easycourse.co. But we're giving it away for free to some lucky winner who left us a review. So thank you so much in advance for that. That wraps up today's lesson. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. You get what you put into anything. I know this seems like a lot of work and a lot of preparation. And to be quite honest, it takes me about 40 hours of work uh, to prepare for a speech. But boy, do I feel great about putting in that time when I'm on stage. It just feels so much better because I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And the feedback you get from the crowd just is so encouraging afterwards. It makes you want to work even harder the next time you are asked to speak. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll check you in tomorrow's episode where I answer a Q&A Wednesday question, a question from our listener. How do I know my business idea is a good one? We answer that question in tomorrow's episode. So make sure you hit subscribe and I'll check you then. Take care.